Hey, good people. Welcome to the latest episode of the Atlanta Entrepreneurs Legal Podcast. I'm your host, Stacey Ann Taylor, and I'm the owner of the law office of Stacey Ann Taylor, LLC. My law firm specializes in business law and estate planning services. So good people, if you follow me on my Stacey Ann Taylor Law Instagram page, uh, you may have noticed that earlier this week, I mentioned that I would be niching down and focusing more on new and aspiring entrepreneurs here in the metro Atlanta area. And quite frankly, I want to focus more on new and aspiring entrepreneurs as potential clients because I absolutely love helping people start new businesses. I am very excited when I get the privilege to help guide someone um, in the early part of their journey as a new business owner. And I really want to try to uh, focus more of my attention on that aspect of business law, really just helping someone form a business and get the business up and running. So to that end, this episode uh, of the Atlanta Entrepreneurs Legal Podcast is dedicated to those new and aspiring business owners that I was just talking about. This episode is called Types of Business Entities in Georgia. And during this episode, I hope to give you practical, actionable information um, to help you decide, you know, what type of business entity may be best for you. Uh, You know, should you decide that you want to start a business soon or sometime in the future? So I'll be talking about seven main types of business entities that can be formed in the state of Georgia. I'll be talking about sole proprietorships general partnerships, limited partnerships, limited liability partnerships, limited liability companies, C-corporations, and S-corporations. So let me start with sole proprietorships and general partnerships because these two types of business entities are actually very similar. And uh, probably the most striking thing about them is that they do not require any official registration with the Georgia Secretary of State's office to come into existence the way that uh, LLCs or corporations or other business entities that I'll talk about do. For a sole proprietorship or a general partnership, all that basically has to take place is that the individual or individuals involved in the business have to get an official business license um, from the county where they are uh, doing business and, um, you know, may have to file for a trade name uh, in some cases. But literally, there is nothing else that you would have to do to create a sole proprietorship or to create a general partnership. Uh, A sole proprietorship is one owner. A general partnership is two or more, more owners. And These two business entities are characterized by self-employment and assumption of all risk for the business. In the case of a sole proprietorship, one person assumes all the risk, that's all the debts and all the potential liabilities for the business. So if someone sued the business, they could go after the owners, the individual's personal assets, because the business is not a separate legal entity from the owner in a sole proprietorship. And similarly, 
in a general partnership, the business is not a separate legal entity from the business owners, the two or more business owners in a general partnership. Um, each general partner, just like in a sole proprietorship, in a general partnership, each general partner is, of course, responsible for the day-to-day -day activities of the business, and they are responsible for their share of the debts and liabilities of the business. So, for example, if there are two people involved in a general partnership and someone sued the business, which is literally like suing the individuals because, again, the business is not separate from the owners, uh, whatever judgment is issued, if there's a judgment issued against the business, each of the two general partners would be responsible for half of the judgment. And in the case of a sole proprietorship or a general partnership, again, someone can sue and go after the personal assets of the owner or owners of the business because there are no special legal protections uh, afforded to a sole proprietorship or a general partnership. The owner or owners assume all the risk. Also to note, for a sole proprietorship or general partnership, these are pass-through entities. So any income taxes, any income for the business is passed through um, and is just reported as income added to the income, the income tax form for the owner or owners. Um, it's literally like just adding additional income to your income tax form that's that's due on uh, you know the following calendar year by April 15th. Um, and in the case of a sole proprietorship, the all of the income for the business would be reported on that person's tax return the following calendar year. In the case of a general partnership, um, the profit and loss, the income or the loss would be reported based on that each partner share. So if there are two partners and it's 50-50, you know, one partner's 50% would be reported on on their income tax return, the other part, the other 50% would be reported on the other partner's um, income tax return. That's how that would work. So the main takeaway about sole proprietorships and general partnerships is number one, they don't have to be registered with the Georgia Secretary of State's office to come into existence. And number two, the owner or owners assume all of the risk. That's all, I mean, they assume all of the positives and all of the negatives uh, with owning a business. So again, if they have a case, if there's a case where someone sues the business, they would be, could be held personally liable for the debts or liabilities of the business. And that's something to keep in mind. And quite frankly, that's why sole proprietorships and general partnerships are no longer as common as they used to be because there's basically no liability protection uh, for the business. Okay, let's move on to talk about limited partnerships. Limited partnerships are essentially um, like a general partnership, um, but they offer some liability protection. So in a limited partnership, there is one general partner who has put in most of the money, most of the capital for the business, and basically assumes the risk as an individual. That is, if someone sued the business, they could go after the general partner as an individual, go after their personal assets. So there is a general partner and there is at least one limited partner. The limited partner has liability protection because the law affords the limited partner liability protection because they put in 
less than what the significantly less usually than what the general partner has put in. So for a limited partnership, there is again, at least one general partner and that person assumes all the risk for the business. And then there is a limited partner. They are only um, liable for their portion that they kind of their share that they contributed to the business and the business is a separate entity. Um, hopefully that makes sense to you all. So the main takeaway is that the general partner in a limited partnership can be personally held responsible for, um, for debts and, and legal liabilities, but a limited partner cannot be held personally responsible for that. There is some liability protection for the limited partner or partner or limited partners in a limited partnership. And just like um, sole proprietorships and general partnerships, limited partnership is a pass-through entity. Report the income on your you know, personal tax returns, business income on the personal tax return. And that's, that's whether it's you know, profits, loss, that's for profits or losses, that's reported on the individual's tax return. So that was number three, limited partnership. Number four, the fourth type of entity that can be formed in the state of Georgia is a limited liability partnership. And I won't spend too much time on that because a limited liability partnership is usually um, formed by professional, uh, professional people such as uh, attorneys, doctors, accountants, Basically, these professionals come together and form a limited liability partnership where each partner has liability protection. Um, and because it's a limited liability partnership, for example, if it's a bunch of doctors, it's four doctors working together and one of them gets sued for malpractice, only that doctor um, can be sued in, the, in their specific capacity. The entire partnership you know, a four people would not be sued. Only that one doctor could be sued. Um, so limited liability partnerships, as I said, are kind of a special, uh, special thing that is, you know, usually used by professionals, lawyers, doctors, accountants, and most people, you know, that particular kind of business entity, it wouldn't apply to, would not apply to the kind of business that they're forming. But I just thought I would mention it because it is an option in Georgia. And the next type of business entity, um, number five, is the Limited Liability Company, or LLC, which many of you are familiar with. It's probably, um, you know, the one that you may be most familiar with. But it's basically a type of business entity that is formed by one or more members. And the main benefit of forming an LLC is that it creates a completely separate legal entity from its owners, um, but it is not considered a separate tax entity. So if someone were to sue the business in an LLC, they would sue the business for its, you know, its assets, um, its insurance. Um, they would not sue the member or members of the LLC in their individual capacities. They would not go after the owner's individual assets. Um, yet just like the other entities that we talked about earlier, uh, sole proprietorships and general partnerships, the owner or owners of the LLC can just add the income from the business or their share of the income from the business to their individual tax returns. So you get easier 
you know, tax filing, um, but you get the liability protections of an officially identified and registered business. So that's an LLC, and that's why um, LLCs are incredibly popular uh, in terms of uh, business for a business formation option because you get liability protection, and yet your taxes can be, um, you know, uh, completed in a fairly simple manner. The next type of entity that I'd like to talk about is called a C corporation. Um, that's C as in cat, C corporation. And uh, a C corp is basically a more complex, a much more complex business entity than an LLC. Um, in a C corporation, like an LLC, there is a completely separate legal entity created for the, the business is completely separate from the owners of the corporation. And so the owners get liability protection. Um, however, there are lots of rules and regulations that you have to follow when you own a, uh, when you're one of the owners in a C corporation for a C corporation there, for example, um, there's a requirement from the IRS that you have to file taxes quarterly instead of annually every April 15th. Um, and owners are not permitted at all to include the profits and losses of the business on their individual tax returns. Um, C corporations, however, have the benefit of being able to issue unlimited shares of stock to raise money. So you can get a whole bunch of shareholders to purchase, you know, purchase stock investors to purchase stock, become shareholders and help you raise money to invest into the business, to help the business grow. So, um, a C corporation is something much more complex that you don't typically see small business owners and entrepreneurs creating right away. But again, it is an option in the state of Georgia and it does provide uh, liability protection, even though it's not a pass-through entity and it has a completely separate um, you know, tax filing process. Again, that's quarterly tax filing is required uh, by the IRS for C corporations. And finally, I want to talk to you about S corporations. That's S's and Stacy. So S corporations are kind of a hybrid between an LLC and a C corporation. Um, and S corporation also can have shareholders. You can have investors become shareholders to raise money for the business, for the business to, to help the business grow. However, S corporations have a limit of 100 shareholders. Um, that's different from C corps, which you know, have, there are no limits on the number of shareholders you can have for a C corporation. But so an S corp is very similar in that, um, you know, to a C corp, but it's a simpler entity to be formed. Um, there is essentially all, there are all the same liability protections offered, uh, by most of the other business entities can be, that can be formed in the state of Georgia. Uh, there's liability protection for the owners. Um, however, this is also considered a pass-through entity because the owner's share of the business's profits and losses can be passed on to their individual tax returns. So it's, again, it's kind of a hybrid of an LLC where you can actually get investors and have up to a hundred shareholders and raise money for the corporation in an S corp, but you can report the income, the profits of the losses on your individual tax return. So it's it's a pretty neat hybrid that a lot of people consider and actually take advantage of when they're creating a business. 
The other cool thing about an S-Corp is that uh, S-Corps are only required to file taxes annually. So unlike a C-Corp for which the IRS requires quarterly tax filing, S-Corps only are required to file taxes annually. So the um, tax process is a bit less complicated for an S-Corp, but um, there is still more scrutiny by the IRS when you create an S-Corp or a C-Corporation. That's just an FYI. Compared to an LLC, the IRS is much more likely to scrutinize uh, an S-Corp or a C-Corp. So that's it, good people. That's it for today's episode of the Atlanta Entrepreneur's Legal Podcast. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Talk to you next week.